If you ask a large enough group of people for a fun, relaxing, low-effort video game that they can just sink hours upon hours into, you will eventually come across the answer, Stardew Valley. And why not? Stardew Valley is a perfectly good example of a game that you don't really have to think too much in terms of, uh, you know, knowing what to do. You can just sink hours into the game just doing whatever you want. You can design your farm the way you want to. You can raise some animals, maybe go fishing, or if you're feeling a little adventurous, maybe delve deep down into those mines and see how far down you can make it. The point is, Stardew Valley is just the super chillest of games, and that's great. That is also why I am a monster. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bardic Inquisition. <laughs> Sorry again for the long delay on getting episodes out. It's been a crazy few weeks in terms of, uh, well, a lot of things, but more importantly, the whole shabacle with the D&D community and the OGL, which I was a bit involved in, um... Without saying too much, it was crazy, but now everything is okay. So, let's get into today's topic. Oh, uh, by the way, hi, I'm Vince, I'm your host, and this week we are talking about Stardew Valley and the absurd way that I play the game. So, from a top-down perspective, the way that I play a game is by making this very chill, relaxing game as less chill and relaxing as possible because I'm a bit of a, in magic terms, spike. Which is to say, I'm, I'm a bit of a min-maxer. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a problem, maybe, depending on who you're talking to. Before I even start the farm itself... <laughs> I start with the settings. So one thing that I like to do, and a lot of people like to do this also, I'm not the only one, all right, is I like to see if I can complete the community center in under a year. Now, a lot of people like this very specific setting that Eric Baroni decided to put in the game. That is, it makes year one completable guaranteed by allowing the red cabbage seeds to be sold by the cart lady at least one day out of that first year. And you might be thinking, well, that's great for people like me, because that helps the goal be more guaranteed to happen, right? No, I, I ignore this completely because 
I don't know why, actually, I just do. Out of principle, maybe? But one of the settings that I might turn on is to have my community center bundles and my mine level rewards remixed, which means just changed around from what they are normally. And in case you're wondering, yes, this does make things harder on myself once again. And it's at this point that you might think that you have me figured out because, you know, I like a challenge. So you're thinking, oh, okay, so select the monster farm because the monsters come out at night and that makes it harder to get things done. No, again, I <laughs> I go the opposite way and I choose the base, just generic farm, no monster spawning at night, so that I can have complete control over how everything goes on uh, at my farm. <laughs> on to the actual gameplay itself. When I first get to the farm, the very first thing I do after I pick up my seeds and walk outside is I chop down enough wood to make a chest. This is a very common thing that a lot of people do. And after I make my chest, I store almost everything in the chest except for maybe my hoe, my sickle, and uh, specifically my mining pick. But then I immediately leave via the south path down out of my farm and into the forest. While I'm in the forest, I will cut weeds and forage around for materials while I'm waiting for uh, Jass and Haley to get out of their houses. Leah actually also comes out of her house here, but I usually talk to her later at Pierre's. But the goal of this first day for me is to try to meet every single NPC in the first day with the exception of Willy and the wizard. So what basically ends up happening is I take this very direct path past a bunch of people's houses throughout town, just talking to every single NPC and foraging for as many materials as I can grab because I eventually make my way to Pierre's. That's the, the store where you buy all your stuff. Everything that I have foraged, I end up selling to Pierre on this first day, which I know is not exactly optimal if you're going for the community center, but it gets me money, so I'm going to do it. But the goal here is to buy at least three seeds of potatoes, cauliflower, green beans, and I already have the parsnips for the bundle, but I might buy a couple of extra things because if I've remixed my bundles, I could end up with different kinds of seeds required for this first month, month, season. Oh, and by the way, pro tip, I usually wait until the last possible moment to go to Pierre's, because while I, of course, need him to be open so that I can buy things, I like to forage as much as I can before I go there. If I am lucky enough to hoe up an artifact, I will go turn that in at the library, and if not, I will just spend the rest of the day meeting the rest of the villagers, Sebastian usually being the one that I meet last. But that is basically day one. Sounds chaotic, and it is. But day two, I basically water my crops and go to Willie to get my fishing rod. This is when I meet Willie. I also fish up my first fish and give it to Willie because that is the second part of that quest, and that gets me money. Hooray, money! But after meeting Willie and all that, the rest of the day, as well as the rest of the next day, are spent just fishing, specifically at the lake next to Robin's house. 
And yes, I am aware that it rains on the third day and that catfish are river fish, but I don't feel like messing with that that early, so I just stick with the lake. You see, one of the reasons that I don't go after catfish is because I'm trying to get perfect catches. Perfect catches not only are worth more because they go up in star quality, they also get you more XP so that you can level your fishing even faster. Which in turn lets you catch more quality fish and if you can get good enough to get to level 5 before the mines open on the 5th day, then that's great because then you can sell everything and have enough for the backpack and the improved fishing rod. In fact, the one thing that I actually usually end up doing before I get the backpack is to buy the improved fishing rod when I have enough money so that I can catch more fish and get more money faster. So there's that. So as you've guessed it, day four is again spent fishing because money, but day five is when the mines open. So on day five, I pick my parsnips first of all, which by the way, forgot to mention on day one after I met Sebastian, I go home and plant all my stuff and water it. But after I do that, I go to the south forest and meet the cart lady, which allows me to potentially buy something that might help me complete the community center faster, which I realize is a risk on this particular day because I don't know what is in the community center bundles yet, but I like to check anyway. But after I do that, I go back up to my farm and then I go over into town using that path to the right. And as long as it's after, like, what, 9 a.m., it will trigger the event where... You meet Lewis at the community center, and he tells you about it, yada, yada, yada. And then I'll go meet Pierre and buy the backpack, if I haven't already. And from there, I will go to the community center, see the Junimo, or whatever, run away, so that I can get the cutscene with the wizard the next day. And then I go northward into the mines. The goal with this first day in the mine is to see just how far down that I can get, while at the same time collecting roughly 25 or 45 copper because I want to be able to make the forge and smelt 5 bars to upgrade my pickaxe. But after day 5 and between the 6th and the 13th, I spend most of that time either fishing for money or getting further down into the mines and gathering copper while I'm at it so that I can upgrade things like my watering can and my other tools but at the same time, I also want to save up money to buy as many strawberry seeds as I can at the Egg Festival. Now, ideally, I want to have had a copper can by now, because I usually end up buying a lot of strawberry seeds. This is important, because my goal for the end of the first spring is to be at farming level 6. This is so that I can make quality sprinklers. That being said, I also have to have the materials for that, so I'm trying to get down to floor 80 of the mines so that I can have enough copper, silver, and gold to be able to make those quality sprinklers. Now, sometimes I have to buy other crops so that I will have enough experience by the end of the first spring, but that's generally what I try to do. Because summertime, I'm planting almost all blueberries. And in case you're wondering why blueberries, it's because they are the most financial value. You plant them once, they keep growing, and they give you like three blueberries, I want to say, per time you pick them. So they're really good for A, money, and B, gifts for the villagers, or 
NPCs, whatever you want to call them. Now, at this point, my strategy varies based on what I need to get from the community center, what the cart lady has sold me already. You know, I might be buying trees. I might be trying to build and upgrade my coop and my barn. The general goal that I have for the coop and the barn is to have it to where my animals reach maturity by the middle of the first fall. So that way, if you have like pigs, you can get truffles by the end of the year, which is very important for a couple of bundles. So basically, each season plays out like this. I look at the community center and figure out what I need from that season, and I do my best to try to get everything that I can before the end of the related season, while at the same time making money. You need money for one of the bundles. So typically, the order that I complete the bundles goes something like this. First is the minecart bundle. That is just, it's always the first one I complete. Then it's typically the fishing bundle, then the crops bundle, then the foraging bundle, or those three can switch around sometimes. But then, second to last, is the villagers bundle, and then the vault. The vault is honestly the easiest one to complete if your goal is making money, but it's the last one that I complete because it's the easiest to complete, so I just dump however much money into it that I need to. That being said, if I'm ever at a point where I can't complete certain bundles yet, and I just happen to have a surplus of money, I will just go ahead and dump it into that bundle. Now, when it comes to the winter season, uh, one of two things happen. Either I completed, or I complete pretty quickly into the season, the final bundle, and I focus on getting enough supplies to unlock the boat that Willie has for Ginger Island, or I haven't completed the bundle, maybe I'm waiting on something, or maybe I'm just not going to complete it in the first year, and I focus on building friendships with the villagers. But yeah, at that point, I have probably upgraded most of my tools to gold level, and if I can get to Ginger Island, great, I'll do that. I will slowly upgrade my tools to Iridium, and I will get to working on Ginger Island by finding all the cinder shards and all that jazz. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I play Stardew Valley. I try to get all four candles with Grandpa by the end of the second year, I think. I almost never get married or have kids, but I always have a cat. And I almost always have my friendship with my cat maxed, so that's good enough for me. Speaking of animal friendship, I... Always have the deluxe barn and the deluxe coop by the end, typically, if I needed it. I almost always grab the auto-grabber, but never grab the auto-petter. I don't know, I just, I feel like I don't need it. But I usually will buy the furniture catalog at, or near the very end of my playthrough. Because I like to decorate my house. But that's the cast for this week, guys. Let's go ahead and move to the outro and get you guys out of here. everyone thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the bardic inquisition 
Again, I have been your host, Vince, and if you have any questions about my unusual methods, feel free to email me at bardicinquisition at yahoo.com or find me on Twitter at bardinquisition. If you like what we do here and want to help out the show, please consider donating at patreon.com slash bardicinquisition. Like fine people such as Jennifer Schaefer and Lisa Wolf. And once again, tune in this time next week for another episode of The Bardic Inquisition. Good night, everyone. quick best crops for each season strawberries spring blueberries summer cranberries fall and winter seeds for winter